This podcast is brought to you by our patrons. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash have a drink show. This is your beer, liquor, and other beverage news the week of June 26, 2021. Protest the Stonewall Bar. This time in 2021. The Great Pappy Heist gets a Netflix deal. Water comes from the air? I thought it was from the toilet. Is this Trader Buffalo's or Trace Joe's? All this and more on Have a Drink News. Welcome to Have a Drink News, the show where we cover the week's popular news about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker, and let's get right into the news. Yeah. Starting up from Vinepair, we've got Stonewall Inn dumps Bud Light in protest of ABM Bev anti-LGBTQ plus donations. That is a long headline. Uh <laughs> But yeah, this, uh, New York's historic Stonewall Inn recognizes the first LGBTQ plus national historic landmark and the site of 1969's uh, riots that sparked the gay rights movement has announced it will pour Anheuser-Busch down the drain during Pride Week, which is, I feel, just a solid decision anyway. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it is uh, in protest of the brewer's political contributions. Uh, corporations have embraced rainbow flag advertising, yet contribute millions to anti-LGBTQ uh, anti plus uh, politicians, uh, and that is the source of contention. A study conducted by the Corporate Accountability Action Project, uh, CAA, I guess, mm. uh, shows that between 2015 and 2020, Anheuser-Busch donated approximately – ready, get ready for this monumental number – $35,000 to 29 legislators, uh, but they did fight, content, uh, consistently fought against gay right issues. Now, that said, that is so little money for them. Yeah, that yeah. is like, that's chicken scratch for them, but I mean, they, they are still, you know, the money's going towards it's, yeah, very it's deplorable and causes. It's the fact that it's happening. And I assume this is to like some... Uh, not as probably some is to national level, but there's probably also some like state and whatever where you can get by, you know, get by with less money. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, all in all, I, you know, yeah, dump it out. <laughs> like I, say, I would just, I would look at it as a solid business move for them to be like, you know what? We're just, we're not doing any AB products moving forward. It's like, sounds like a good business move. Yeah. Screw it. Well, We'll get there. Citizens United, a controversial <laughs> Supreme Court decision from 2010 that allows uh, ulti uh, unlimited uh, political contributions, also, I guess, ultimate, since they can give much more money than anyone else, um, <laughs> sits at the heart of the matter. Activists seeking equitable society have ra uh, rallied against the use of corporate money to influence political process and regarding social issues. Um, Stacey Lentz and Kurt Kelly, owners of the Stonewall Inn, are supporting, in, supporting the uh, Keep Your Pride campaign. 
aimed at holding corporations at, uh, to their word. You can't turn your logo into a rainbow on social media, call yourself an ally, and then turn around and make donations that fuel hate, Lentz told a- the AP. Mm-hmm. The bar will pour Stella Artois and Bud Light down the drain on Wednesday and will stop serving Anheuser-Busch beers during Pride Weekend. <laughs> not not so forever, a... just during the weekend. I think they should just stop altogether and say, Yeah, no. but I, I, I mean, I see what they're doing because you've got to cater to your clientele and if yeah. it's what people are wanting and, you know, 90, what, 95% of everybody going out for a drink are wanting one of those products and they're just going to, you know, make the stance for the weekend and just they're going to make it a big publicity thing just how Anheuser-Busch makes it a big publicity thing to put to make their logo rainbow colored and come out on social media and say, oh, we're all for it. And when they're behind their backs paying, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In response to the news, Anheuser-Busch denied that it made contributions on activist agendas and insists that all donations made to support candidates for public office whose policy positions and objectives support investments in our communities, job uh, creation and industry growth. And all I can think of to that is, look, guys, no, you invested in someone that would give you trickle down economics so you didn't have to pay anyone. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but yeah. yeah, it's it's more of a symbolic gesture at that point. I feel like just to be like, yeah, report down the drain. They they can get to, get some news out about it and get the message out, but also realize that yeah, we can't just not serve the stuff. Um, it's there's a lot of it about, um, <laughs> especially this short notice. Like, you know, that would have to be like we've got to get rid of. Oh, get a whole new distributor and get a whole, you know. Yeah. Yeah. They, they say there would be a huge fiasco with the distributor. Yeah. Then we got to find us a distributor that's, you know, that'll sell us other stuff. We're going to go to this guy. Oh, they're also owned by ABM Bev. That would be my guess. <laughs> Isn't that so? In their state, that's uh, going to be where there's also all the like pay to play tap handle stuff that's gone on in the past that AB's gotten in trouble for. So, yeah. They're like AB's probably funding, you know, the equipment that Stonewall is using to pour the beers and Yeah. Cuz AB owns everything. <laughs> yeah, everything. At least 50% of things. To <laughs> say like a lot. Uh, well, look, let's just take it as a win. Stonewall is no longer serving leftover stale beer from buckets, and they actually have taps. Yes. Uh, also, all I can think of, though, is like pouring out Stella Artois. Yeah, that's a good choice. Just no one wanted that <laughs> just anyway. Just all around. Hmm. Uh, that's, a, that's the most pretentious beer. <laughs> well, uh, maybe one day when they're done, they'll get a... Uh, They'll get a Netflix deal out of this, like, uh, to tell their story, just like. Yeah, uh, that's right. The story of Gilbert Kurtzinger is finally being told in video format, retelling the shocking story of how cases uh, of bottles and literal barrels were stolen from the Buffalo Trace and resold. The bourbon was none other than Pappy. Hmm. And other van. Well, is it? And other Van Winkles. And other Van Winkles, because I, I forget the, was it Family Rye or whatever, isn't technically, uh, oh. it's, it gets weird. Yeah. yeah. That said, they mentioned a uh, uh, casino vault heist, and I'm just picturing Don Cheadle in Ocean's Eleven, <laughs> blowing, the, <laughs> blowing the vault, going yeah. like, 
<laughs> you had one job. <laughs> With that bad Cockney accent. Uh, yes. Oh, it was just terrible. It's like, come on, we love you, Don, but that... that he he, he wanted to change it later, and they went, no, you've committed to this voice. And he's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to have to do it for three movies. Buckle up. <laughs> so, yeah, the trailer, it just shows, like, the still is of this woman in her underwear laying in a bed of money. And, and at first, I didn't, I knew what that, that story, I thought it was all just the pappy thing. And I was like, there's no way this, we're meant to believe this woman is involved in the, like, redneck theft of the pappy. Oh, yeah. And it's like, no, 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 that's probably from one of the other stories. I'm like, okay. All right. <laughs> But in 2015, Kurtzinger was arrested after making the majority of sales at rec softball <laughs> leagues in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Buffalo, that's the most Kentucky thing ever. Mm-hmm. Buffalo Trace noted that 65 cases of various Rip Van Winkle and Pappy bottlings were missing in 2013, though investigations ultimately uh, dead-ended until a tip was filed after sales were made. While MSRP on old Rip Van Winkle and Pappy Van Winkle bourbon bottlings is relatively affordable, 69 to $300, based on vintage and age, resale value on the shady black markets is many times that. Prices soar from 600 to nearly $3,000 for each year's releases. It's no wonder that these bottles are ripe for theft or even counterfeiting. Honestly, Kurtzinger. Honestly, I blame I blame Van Winkle. If they just made more of it, we wouldn't be in this problem. <laughs> Kurtzinger and others were arrested and tried for receiving and selling stolen goods. At the time of his arrest, he was also in possession of several barrels of wild turkey whiskey. The distilleries aren't far apart, <laughs> though it's no small task to lift a 500-plus-pound barrel of whiskey and make off like a literal bandit. You don't have to lift. You put it on its side, and you roll. They roll quite well. Gravity will do the work for you. It's really <laughs> placing you know, a ramp and a truck mm-hmm. in, at the right place. Uh, sentenced to 15 years in prison, but released after 30 days as part of Kentucky's shock probation program. And it's a shock thing got probation. Su- yeah, <laughs> Kurtzinger is serving the rest of his time under probation. The story of Pappygate, uh, we actually chronicled a lot of it yeah. because it went on for a long time. Oh, yeah. Because, wait, what year did we start the show? That's not, uh, it's not, yeah. 2015? Something like that. It's been a while. And this didn't, this whole thing didn't come to a ahead until 2017 2018 yeah. so yeah. we co- actually covered it for a little bit yeah if you go to old news stuff actually no, that was just, when it was just one show yeah that was we, we covered some of it there i think we did a whole discussion about some of it at one point like a whole thing at some or at least something along these lines Probably. But the story of Pappygate uh, as the theft, resale, and court drama is referred to has been purely text only until this point, and interviews with Kurtzinger have been scarce. Heist airs on July 14th to subscribers of Netflix, and according to, where did we sort this? Whiskey, Whiskey Raiders. Raiders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're saying they will definitely be watching with bourbon in hand so i just watched the trailer on mute but like the captions on one of the things like the interviewed guy was like golly you can't make this up <laughs> like it's the best quote i've ever seen uh, uh, i mean you're you're just hearing it in gomer pile voice aren't you how well, can golly. you not? golly golly no i'm 
I can't wait for the dramatizations that are going to come out of this because I'm just going to be, it's going to be hysterical I, 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 how they think central Kentuckians uh, look, live, and act. It's just like, no, it's going to be wildly skewed. One way. It's going to have them either very suburban mm-hmm. and very attractive because that's, you know, they, they're trying to make the story sexy. Right. Lying and back that's on way, and I'm beds like, of money in their underwear. <laughs> yes. When I'm like, no. I haven't seen Kurtzinger, but I can just imagine sexy is not the case. Yeah, probably not. Of course, he could be. I don't know. Uh, so it's just they're either going to skew it to like West Virginia trailer park mm-hmm. yeah. or it's going to be like Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> <laughs> like it's going to go one way or the other. Why not both? Why not? Why not Timothy Oliphant in a, in a trailer park? Because we already saw that, and we all loved it. Okay. Uh, well, speaking of things we might love, I like water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to like it more, but yes. Like from uh, the toilet? <laughs> uh, no, from thin air. So uh, researchers say they have solved the tricky problem of making a totally passive 24-7 water-generating system. Uh, go out, as we look to they, toward... they go outside with the rain bucket. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> uh, as we look towards a Waterworld-esque future where our access to H2O is increasingly rare, it's even more important to figure out how to squeeze every last drop we can, including out of thin air. In a study published Wednesday in Science Advances, a team of researchers from ETH Zurich demonstrated a new way to create drinking water from humid air. Real quick, I want to point out Despite there being water everywhere in Waterworld, it's seawater and it's not, salt water, yeah. not drinkable. Yeah. Uh, uh, for Important this note, one, for I just want to like raise my finger and be like, this technology already exists. It's called a dehumidifier. <laughs> that is, I was discussing yeah. this with Casey when we were deciding, yeah. uh, and I was going over <laughs> news stories, and he went, isn't that a dehumidifier? Because <laughs> I, I remember yeah. we had one in the basement growing up, and mm-hmm. it was like, Every every evening, I had to go dump the like three gallon reservoir out because that thing would fill up with three gallons of water every day. Jeez. Well, there are lots of powerful atmospheric water generators on the market, but they still mm. rely on technologies like fans that need external power. Passive water collection systems, meanwhile, are time limited. They generally only work at night when humidity is higher and the water is in danger of evaporating back into the atmosphere when the sun comes up. There's been a recent surge in techniques that use trays of materials like gels, metals, salts, and other compounds to collect water when humidity is higher at night. The material is then naturally heated by the sun and releases the water it has collected. The downside of this technique, however, is that it's not 24-7 and it's not automatic. The Mm. team of researchers wanted to bypass all these systems' various issues. So uh, there's a quote from them here saying, we said, let's try something that really doesn't require any energy. So it's really energy neutral and only limited by physical principles, which is kind of a big deal, but (laughs) physical principles. Yeah. Uh, We thought, what if we can, uh, what if we show we can evaporate water? What if we try to condense it using radiative heat or radiative energy? It, It is sort of funny to say, like, what if we show we can evaporate water? Yeah. We can, but it requires energy. Mm. 
the resulting design is deceptively simple. It looks basically like a wide cone placed on top of a box with a glass pane at the narrow end, uh, at the narrow end of the cone on top of the box. Each component here plays a key role. So condensation happens when water in the air comes in contact with a surface that is below the ambient temperature. Ensure this process happens, uh, researchers coated the glass pane with polymer and silver, allowing it to reflect sunlight back and keep itself cooler than the am ambient temperature. That's it. The problem the is, underside... the problem is it won't be able to see vampires. Mm. That's why mirrors don't work. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, on the underside of the pane is a special coating where moisture from the air can collect and drop without requiring human or mechanical help. The cone acts like a radiation shield, which keeps the device from overheating and deflects the heat energy created from the condensation process. Uh, true condensation creates a tremendous amount of heat because the phase change of the water from gaseous to liquid. So we designed a radiation shield, which boosted the performance to allow us to get bigger yields. So uh, the design works pretty well. Um, they've done lab tests where the maximum yield uh, his team was able to get from the device was 0 0.05 liters, which is not a small amount, really. Um, I mean, in, in, considering what it does. Uh, per square meter per hour, very close to the theater, theoretical maximum yield that researchers had calculated. That means the device is able to practically produce around 1.2 liters per square meter per day, or about a third of a person's required daily intake. This is around twice the output of some other passive technologies. Well, that's sorry. Uh, that is pretty pretty nice. And if it's simple enough and energy neutral enough, you put a bunch of them out there, and it should work. Not in a desert. You don't get a lot of efficiency there, but a, Florida. Throw them all in Florida. <laughs> exactly. Uh, one of the biggest pulses of this system, or pluses of this system, is that it's pretty easy and cheap to set up. Uh, they said that the special coating that eliminates the water wiping action isn't totally needed to make the system function, while the silver coating on the glass pane would probably work just as well with any super reflective surface like chalk or white paint. Um, the possibilities for a device that could just sit there and create water for days on end are pretty big. The climate crisis is causing dry places to become even drier. In other locations, groundwater reserves are being depleted at an unsustainable level. Yeah. While the system alone, yeah, while the system alone couldn't meet the needs of a region like the entire western US, which is currently in a mega drought, it could still play a role in helping address shortages there uh there or other parts of the world that are water stressed i i, um, I will say stop f spitting in the face of nature stop living in the desert i'm talking i'm looking at you <laughs> well, las vegas yeah i'm I mean, looking at phoenix ugh, yeah i'm just, just the I, king of the hill did it best I, i'm gonna find that quote at some <clears> point <throat> when peggy and bobby like jump out of the truck god's punishment for <laughs> It's like for man's arrogance. That's yeah, it it's God's punishment <laughs> for man's arrogance. And Bobby's just like, it's like I'm standing on the sun. See, I'm just thinking, I think specifically of Vegas where it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to build in this desert. It's a thousand degrees. Don't worry. We're going to pump water in from all over and just mist you so you're not uncomfortable. <laughs> you, this is the biggest waste of people are dying of thirst. You monsters. Mm -hmm. Go gamble on a riverboat yeah, so like, like a real human. Sorry. Uh, it sounds 
pretty great, honestly. Yeah. So, um, I just I'm wondering like, like this works, but I'm wondering like how you know if you can a larger scale like what that would you know end up looking like. Yeah. Um, also, these uh. But yeah, like this is freaking awesome. These uh targeted ads are getting real uh real annoying. The the website on here is like Asheville. Oh no, they know. <laughs> See, I, I always put them up on reader view, so I don't have to see any ads at all. I, look, I'm on my phone, so I'm, I'm. You can do that on your phone. I, I've got a brand new phone. I'm not certain what I'm doing with everything. <laughs> Fair. All right. Speaking of not certain, uh, <laughs> hmm. maybe Trader Joe's is partnering with uh, Buffalo Trace. Possibly. We're not certain. But there could be. A Trader Joe's straight bourbon whiskey on the way. Uh, uh, and the article here, which we've got from Gear Patrol, looks like every whiskey shopper knows Buffalo Trace and products from Buffalo Trace Distillery, Eagle Rare, Weller, Blanton's, E.H. Taylor Jr. Uh, uh, collection, among the, uh, the collection among them, have been difficult to find and more expensive with every passing year. Uh, what's a bourbon head to do? Find other bur- Start drinking bourbon? ancient age. Yeah, like, bourbon head. Look, I didn't write this. Yeah, no, I'm just like that's a thing uh, that happened. Okay, like, maybe check the liquor aisle at Trader Joe's. Recently spotted uh, alcohol and tobacco tax and trade bu- uh, bureau, the TTB. I feel like they're missing an A in their name. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, anyway, a uh, TTB label registry feed. Trader Joe's forthcoming. Uh, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey is bottled at, at Barrel Proof, and Buffalo Trace name is named as the in the brewer section. However exciting, keen readers might question the validity of a Buffalo Trace, a distillery that can't keep its products on shelves at a seeming, seemingly any price, uh, price, selling its stock to a grocery uh, store for private label sale. It's a fair point. And uh, why the whiskey inside of these bottles is likely produced at Buffalo Trace's cousin distillery in Barton in Bardstown, um, also uh, also owned by Sazerac, Barton produces uh, all 1972 brand whiskeys and a number of the smaller brands like Thomas S. Moore and Very Old Barton. What's uh, more, we know. Hey, Very Old Barton's pretty good. Yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, I mean, you'll have to drink Barton. Yeah, and. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what's more, we know Barton Whiskey is making its way into uh, other grocery stores. The news of Costco's in-store Kirkland brand will be sourced from Barton as well. Um, did we talk about that, or did we just read about it? Well, yes. Okay. Uh, I think we did. Well, a, I think yes to both. <laughs> we read the stories on here, and I've yet to try and track the bottles down because I was trying to give it time for them to hit. But I need to go and try and find those. Now we know the Trader Joe's is going to have. Yeah, we're getting one. another Trader Joe's too. Oh, <clears throat> yeah, like. Two weeks. That's closer to us. We're gonna have a Trader Joe's open up within like ten miles of us. So maybe we can try and round up all these sourced because those are all supposed to be sourced from the same distillery. So if we could round up all these sourced ones and see how they mm-hmm. do how they a head out. to head. Yeah, it'd be hilarious if they all taste ex- exactly the same. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, and though Buffalo Trace is uh, in Frankfort, Kentucky, specially named as the application. Later reads, the principal place of business used in lieu of bottling location. Uh, considering we're already reading the tea leaves to an extent, we're guessing it's not Buffalo Trace Distillery hooch inside these bottles. No, 
probably wasn't going to be, but they're going to be. It looks like they'll at least be partnering with them to make something. So, I mean, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Like at some, if it, if they are the same, it'd be interesting. Because like at that point, it's just a price war. Yeah, <laughs> you know, for the same thing. Again, I want them to taste exactly the same. <laughs> just to be like, there's no, there's no difference. Well, then the only difference is price. Who will win? Two bourbons enter. <laughs> that, and that, one bourbon leaves because we've poured them both into a single big gulp cup and walked okay, away. So, so we're going to have to figure out how this will shake out because do we want to do Varial Barton and various 1792s versus hmm. these two store labels and see if we can find like, oh, well, this like to find it and be like, oh, so the Trader Joe's one is basically this 1792 and then the Costco one is basically very old Barton or, you know, either way. Honestly, this sounds like a better thing to do at New Year's Eve than... No. <laughs> yeah, it does. I want to live. <laughs> I want to live. This is the person who always drags out more beer. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> when they come in and they're like, hey, stall for time. And it's like, all right, we've only got one way to do that. We've only got one thing we can do. Chug. Uh, uh, you know... Maybe if he wants to live, though, Brittany, he should drink more coffee. <laughs> Not going to be hard. Uh, <laughs> it yeah, might be co- hard. Is <laughs> it physically possible for Chris to drink more coffee? Well, that's a good point. Well, uh, coffee drinkers are waking up to good news with a series of research studies indicating that compounds in the classic morning beverage are beneficial for liver health, which is just great news all around on this show um <laughs> so it's going to keep you guys alive um, theoretically uh, a newly published uk biobank study presented in the peer-reviewed journal bmc public health reveals that coffee caffeine or decaf instant or ground is protective against chronic liver disease and cirrhosis with ground off or with ground offering the most impact now according to the report sorry i was gonna say now does this mean how how effective are these benefits? Is uh, like mm. sure maybe they can help in the same you know same way that <laughs> I'm gonna steal the line. Yeah. You know what I'm about to do? That an infant might fight Muhammad Ali. <laughs> uh, Fut- so many clips that we need. Because Futurama is great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, according to the report, coffee drinkers had a 49% reduced risk from of death from CLD. Uh, the best results were achieved by consuming three to four cups a day. Got that. All right. These findings corroborate and some and support the research conducted by the American Institute for cancer research. The AICR found probable evidence that phytochemicals in coffee reduced the occurrence of endometrial and liver cancers. The incidence of liver disease is being more prevalent, and the National Institute of Health documents approximately 2 million deaths worldwide per year, per year, as a result. As the body of evidence suggesting that coffee is beneficial to overall health continues to grow, doctors and coffee lovers alike have more options to combat cancer and cirrhosis. So, hooray. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, I, however just taking the full full liver damage from everything so you know it said caffeine or decaf just go you know start drinking some decaf cold brew and really what would be the point at that point apparently liver <laughs> <laughs> not getting liver disease i like the long pause there 
Did you not just hear what I said? <laughs> like, I mean, obviously the point is uh, not dying sooner. Mm. <laughs> well, um, everyone should stock up on their favorite coffee and get chugging now as we all get ready to sip single malt scotch whiskey in style on a luxury train ride through Scotland. I mean, also, how much do you want that picture as a wallpaper on that article? <laughs> I mean, do we really have been there? I was going to say, do we really have to have a, it's like, I mean, if we like tequila, we could go drink it on a train right now in the same country. Must we fly? Oh, well, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. To go on this train? I mean, this train does have brakes and makes all the correct stops. It does have brakes. Good, because uh, we'd be in trouble otherwise. Ride the rails in style this summer as Scotland's luxurious Belmond Royal Scotman train prepares to board for a series of Scotch malt whiskey tours across the nation's countryside. Acclaimed for world-class accommodations, the train merges five-star hotel amenities with a lavish travel experience. The UK's first spa carriage on a train pampers patrons with indulgent all-natural therapies. Luxury in-suite cabins outfitted with plush beds and picturesque views offer private Scottish sanctuaries for rest and relaxation. Best of all, there's whiskey and lots of that's that's the therapy, right? Like I I'm yes. I'm so stressed out. I've got a real kink. Just starts pouring a glass like um, scotch. This is just a glass of scotch. You'll feel better. This Balvania will really loosen up those muscles. <laughs> you won't give a crap about your muscles at that point. Guests will sip single malt scotch or their beverage of choice while exploring the scenery as all meals and alcoholic drinks are included in the tour package. Travelers can expect to start the morning off with a full Scottish breakfast. Prepare for... Stop. I can only get so erect. <laughs> I just looked at the price, though, so I'm just like... Ooh. Oh, yeah, we're getting there. Prepare for the excursions with three-course lunch and wind down the... D- wine. Wind. Wind down the day. I mean... <laughs> no, you, you Well, you all understand because of Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. But you spend that much time eating and drinking, you're going to wind down the day. They're called Highlands for me. a reason. <laughs> oh, with... Uh, you have a four-course dinner featuring a cheese board, coffee, tea. Oh, and God. Petty force. Yeah. Petty coat junctions. Uh, <laughs> fare started approximately $7,500 for a four-night round-trip excursion from Edinburgh, Waverley, departing July 21st. A second tour leaving August 23rd will cost around $9,800 per person. Per person. <laughs> to be fair, the second one is getting you closer to uh, fall. Yeah. yeah, which would be gorgeous. In the Highlands. Uh, destinations include a visit to... That yeah, that Scottish word. Rothmerkus? I don't know. Rothmerkus Estate and private tours of Tumenton, Macallan, and... Tulabardine? Scotch distilleries, get it together. We still can't pronounce you. A whiskey ambassador will give visitors a guided tour through a special single cask tasting experience. Mm. Membership to the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society uh, for one year is included, mm. as is a tasting at the society's headquarters. That's fine. 
The experience is complete with a 24-hour steward service, traditional entertainment, and guided tours of historical gardens and estates. I don't know what they mean by traditional entertainment, but I have to imagine this is like living as British nobility and watching two two Scotsmen fight each other for their amusement. Not even like professional yeah. boxers. Like, they, you throw something at them, and go, you, Scotsman, fight. Like, uh. While only these two dates remain open for the dedicated whiskey tour, the railroad also offers a selection of other routes uh, varying in length of stay and destination, though these trips exclude the society membership perk and may not visit all the distillery locations with Europe finally opening to U.S. travelers. Whether vaccinated or not, this whiskey train is a stylish way to go back on the road or rails to adventure. Uh, I mean, yeah. Look, all I can think of is like, yeah, I mean, that sounds that sounds fine, but there's no way if I would go on a trip like that, I wouldn't go, wait, I started off in Edinburgh and I ended up in Edinburgh. <laughs> How lucky is that? that? <laughs> <sighs> uh, yeah. yeah. It's good stuff. Well, we're ending on a happy note this time. Yeah. This. Well, um, I mean... I mean we can't afford to go to it, but it's a happy thing that's happening. I, I don't know. Part Come on, of, AMC. Part of me is just uh, <laughs> thinking that it's just, you look out the window, you're like, ah, oh, look at how great it is. And you're like, yeah, look, you're rich. So-and-so. You're, yeah. uh, people are yeah. people are dying out there, and you're, you're blowing money on train rides. Fair. There you go. That feels, well, that feels better for the end of one of our episodes. For the show. Indeed. Uh, so we'd like to remind everyone, this is our news-only show, but we also do a weekly long-form show discussing the science and history around what you drink. If you like what you hear and you want to support Have a Drink, please go to patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. And we will see you again in another couple of weeks. No. Yes? For the next live episode? Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry. Planning things. Um, once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. 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 Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this broker. <laughs> <laughs>